Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast. We continue our Road to Moscow series, previewing all 32 teams for the 2018 World Cup in Russia. Esteban Bailey here with Amanda Paula. Today we're going to be talking about Peru. Now, Peru is an interesting team. They come from South America, obviously. They've been to the World Cup five times in 1930, the first ever World Cup, in 1970, in 1978, and then the last time in 1982. Their highest finish was in 1970 when they finished seventh, when they lost in the quarterfinals to the all-powerful Brazilian team of Rivalino, Jezinho, and Pele 4-2. It was an incredible match, and I highly recommend you go look at highlights on YouTube for it. It It's an amazing match to watch. Since then, Peru has been more or less silent on the international stage, but with 2018, they make their triumphant return after a drama-filled qualification path. They narrowly passed Chile on the final day of qualification due to their superior goal difference, and then they play, They defeated New Zealand over two legs to secure their place in 2018. Now, while most of their players are not exactly household names, with the exception of Andre Carrillo, who plays for Watford, and Jefferson Farfan, who has had, who's played on some good teams in the past but now plays for, I believe, Lokomotiv Moscow, they do have some players with some uh, in- interesting skills, and they do apply their trade in Europe. However, their talisman, their best player, Paulo Guerrero, Flamengo striker, 34 years old, their highest ever, their all-time leading scorer with 32 goals, has been banned by FIFA. Now, Amanda, could you tell us more about this storyline? Yeah, he, uh, because uh, in Peru they, they drink, uh, I don't know, a tea from coca, right? Mm-hmm. Shy coca. Um, and... and uh, that he, he, the, I don't know the name for that. Sorry. It's okay. Move on. No, uh, whatever, whatever. Continue. He was banned, but he he played in Brazil in Flamengo side. So it would be uh, he w- will also be banished, but he will left Flamengo as well. He he will break his contract with Flamengo, the biggest club with the biggest fan base. Uh, in Brazil, so it will be uh, something that will change his 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 career, his entire career. Career, sorry. So yeah, it it was very abused here, you know, the newspaper saying all the time, and I I, I read the article then saying that the the captains. French captains, uh, Denmark captains, and even Australia captains, they, they ask to FIFA, don't, don't banish him. But FIFA uh, continued, it won't change their mind. He will stay out for the World Cup, which which totally, honestly, I'm very, I'm very sad because he, if he plays so well, it would be great to see him in action in the World Cup. He would, you know, grab some, some, some victories for, for Peru. Yeah, I don't know yeah. I mean, agree. it's it's hard to state how important he was during the qualifications. I mean, Peru is not a side that scores a lot of goals. Um, they're very defensively rigid and they're very tough on the tackle. They're unlike what you would imagine most South American teams to, you know, be with their flair. However, they make up with their lack of flair with a very intense and ferocious style of play. But Guerrero, as you mentioned, um, he is their star player, or he was. He was the guy that really powered them into this World Cup, who made it possible for this team that had never been to the World Cup since 1982 
to finally make it. And I mean, he, he performed excellently during the two-legged playoff. Um, it's just, it's really disappointing. It's, it's sad because this Peruvian team, I don't know about you, but I actually think is a very interesting team. They play with the kind of familiarity and uh, openness that, you know, is reflected on some of the other teams that have made it made surprising runs in the tournament, such as Paraguay in 2010 or Costa Rica in 2014, where you have these teams that come from, you know, uh, North and South America that they don't play professionally in Europe or they're not exactly the most talented teams, but they have that singular talisman that can take them far, but also that defensive rigidness that is just hard to break down. And it is unfortunate because now Peru's chance are going to basically be dependent on Jefferson Farfan, who he's second on the list of Peruvian scorers behind Paulo Guerrero, but he's not exactly at the same level of quality. However, we have seen that, you know, anything is possible. And I personally really like this Peruvian team. I don't know. What do you think about this Peruvian team, even without Guerrero? I think it's a, it's a good team, you know. Uh, as you say about Jefferson Farfan, Andre Carillo, he could be, he could do a good performance, and I could say Christian Cuerva, who plays in São Paulo in Brazil, uh, São Paulo Football Club. He's uh, one a good midfielder. He he really he's very skillful and very talented player. So I could say he's the fourth most important player for. Through side, and I could say uh, he would do a great workup. So if you if you watch the, the game, some Peru game, you need to keep it on on eyes on him, your eyes on him. Sorry. No, no, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I I I watch a lot of South American qualifiers. Um, I I think it's the most difficult and perhaps one of the most entertaining of the qual of World Cup qualification in general. And I have to say that this Peruvian team very much impressed me. I mean, they they beat Ecuador for the first time in Quito, uh, their their biggest rival in South America, essentially, uh, in a very impressive victory. They have just, you know, they've gone through the odds. And, I mean, it is, it's really crazy that this Peruvian team has made this World Cup. I mean, a few years ago, they were one of the worst teams in South America. I believe that in the last World Cup qualification period, which was supposed to be in South America, they came near closer to last place than to the final qualifying spot. I mean, and that was with Bolivia and Venezuela, which are not exactly South American powerhouses. Um, it's really interesting, this journey this team has gone, and I hope that they can actually do something at this World Cup. But we're at this part of the show where let's try to figure out what are their realistic expectations? They're in Group C along with France, Denmark, and Australia. Uh, clearly, there is one team in that group that <laughs> is, a, is a clear World Cup favorite, but every other team in that group is not exactly the strongest team from their uh, confederations. I mean, Australia is not the best Asian team. Denmark is clearly not one of the best European teams. And, uh, I, you know, it's, it's very interesting. What, what do you think? How many points do you think that Peru could get in this group? They would definitely lose to France, but I think they they could beat Denmark. I, I, they could even get the qualification for the round of, of sixteen. But it would be a, a tough fight, you know. It would be a battle for the second place. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to agree with you there. I mean, if I think that they may not have as much talent as Denmark, because Denmark has Christian Eriksen and a bunch of other really good uh, European-based players. Uh, but 
they could certainly beat them. I mean, Denmark has never played a team with the kind of tenacity that Peru uh, shows on a consistent basis. And, you know, Australia, uh, not exactly the better, the best Australian team to ever come to this World Cup. Uh, Peru could beat them, but, you know, it, it could go either way. I also think that Peru could make the round of 16. Um, but here's the more, here's the interesting question. So, if Peru is able to get out of the group stage and go into the round of 16, which is possible, they can come in second to France, they're likely to play Argentina, uh, who would be the winners of Group D. Now, this is a South American uh, round of 16 clash. Peru has done well against Argentina in the past. I believe they drew against them a few times during the qualification. What do you think would happen if Peru played Argentina in the round of 16? They will be definitely uh, with more strength and more content, but they still will lose to Argentina because Argentina has Messi, Lionel Messi. He's the greatest player. And I I won't say the greatest player of all time because Pelé is the greatest. But yeah, uh, I think that they will definitely lose to Argentina. So I guess, yeah. Oh, sure. But... Uh, Peru uh, were the the main factor to Brazil being be eliminated in the Copa America Centenario in the group of st- the stage of groups group stages. Do you remember that? Yes, I, I do. I, I completely forgot about that. That is true. They were the team that basically eliminated the Brazilians. So, so I think yeah, we could we could expect. I don't know what this to talk about Peru because they are really they impress me so good but I think they they will be beaten by Argentina definitely all right so I think I think we're both in agreement I believe that you know we I think we both believe that Peru can get out of the group stage but I think they're gonna have a quick exit and leave in the round of 16 but that would be quite an accomplishment even without Paulo Guerrero on their team so that's our preview of Peru Plenty more previews to come, plenty more teams to talk about as we continue our road to Moscow on the Top Flight Podcast.